Section 14 of The Extermination of the American Bison. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Extermination of the American Bison by William T. Hornaday. The Present Value of the Bison to Cattle Growers. Part 2. The Bison as a Beast of Burden. On account of the abundance of horses for all purposes throughout the entire country, oxen are so seldom used they almost constitute a curiosity. There never has existed a necessity to break buffaloes to the yoke and work them like domestic oxen and so few experiments have been made in this direction that reliable data on this subject is almost wholly wanting while at mile city montana i heard of a german granger who worked a small farm on the tongue river valley and who once had a pair of cow buffaloes trained to the yoke it was said that they were strong rapid walkers and capable of performing as much work as the best domestic oxen. But they were at times so uncontrollably headstrong and obstinate as to greatly detract from their usefulness. The particular event of their career, on which their historian dwelt with special interest, occurred when their owner was hauling a load of potatoes to town with them. In the course of the long drive, the buffaloes grew very thirsty, and upon coming within sight of the water in the river, they started for it in a straight course. The shouts and blows of the driver only served to hasten their speed, and presently, when they reached the edge of the high bank, they plunged down it without the slightest hesitation, wagon, potatoes, and all, to the loss of everything except themselves and the drink they went after. Mr. Robert Wycliffe states that trained buffaloes make satisfactory oxen. I have broken them to the yoke, and found them capable of making excellent oxen, and for drawing wagons, carts, or other heavily laden vehicles on long journeys they would, I think, be greatly preferable to the common ox. It seems probable that, in the absence of horses, the buffalo would make a much more speedy and enduring draught animal than the domestic ox, although it is to be doubted whether he would be as strong. His weaker pelvis and hindquarters would surely count against him under certain circumstances, but for some purposes his superior speed and endurance would more than counterbalance that defect. Bison Herds and Individuals in Captivity and Domestication January 1, 1889 Herd of Mr. S. L. Bedson, Stony Mountain, Manitoba In 1877, Mr. Bedson purchased five buffalo calves, one bull and four heifers, for which he paid $1,000. In 1888, his herd consisted of 23 full-blood bulls, 35 cows, three half-breed cows, 
five half-breed bulls, and seventeen calves, mixed and pure, making a total of eighty-three head. These were all produced from the original five, no purchases having been made, nor any additions made in any other way. Besides the eighty-three head constituting the herd when it was sold, five were killed and nine given away, which would otherwise make a total of ninety-seven head, produced since 1877. In November 1888, this entire herd was purchased for $50,000 by Mr. C.J. Jones, and added to the already large herd owned by that gentleman in Kansas. Herd of Mr. C.J. Jones, Garden City, Kansas. Mr. Jones's original herd of 57 buffaloes constitute a living testimonial to his individual enterprise, and to his courage, endurance, and skill in the chase. The majority of the individuals composing the herd he himself ran down, lassoed, and tied with his own hands. For the last five years, Mr. Jones has made an annual trip, in June, to the uninhabited panhandle of Texas, to capture calves out of the small herd of from 100 to 200 head, which represented the last remnant of the great southern herd. Each of these expeditions involved a very considerable outlay in money, an elaborate outfit of men, horses, vehicles, camp equipment, and lastly, but most of all, a herd of a dozen fresh milch cows to nourish the captured calves and keep them from dying of starvation and thirst. The region visited was fearfully barren, almost without water, and to penetrate it was always attended by great hardship. The buffaloes were difficult to find, but the ground was good for running, being chiefly level plains, and the superior speed of the running horses always enabled the hunters to overtake a herd whenever one was sighted, and to cut out and lasso two, three, or four of its calves. The degree of skill and daring displayed in these several expeditions are worthy of the highest admiration, and completely surpass anything I have ever seen or read of being accomplished in connection with hunting or the capture of live game. The latest feat of Mr. Jones and his party comes the nearest to being incredible. During the month of May, 1888, they not only captured seven calves, but also eleven adult cows, of which some were lassoed in full career on the prairie, throwed, tied, and hobbled. The majority, however, were actually rounded up, herded, and held in control until a bunch of tame buffaloes was driven down to meet them, so that it would thus be possible to drive all together to a ranch. This brilliant feat can only be appreciated as it deserves by those who have lately hunted buffalo, and learned by dear experience the extent of their weariness and the difficulties, to say nothing of the dangers, inseparably connected with their pursuit. The result of each of Mr. Jones's five expeditions 
is as follows. In 1884, no calves found. 1885, 11 calves captured, 5 died, 6 survived. 1886, 14 calves captured, 7 died, 7 survived. 1887, 36 calves captured, 6 died, 30 survived. 1888, 7 calves captured, all survived. 1888, 11 old cows captured, all survived. Total, 79 captures, 18 losses, 57 survivors. The census of the herd is exactly as follows. Adult cows, 11. Three-year-olds, 7. Of which two are males and five females. Two-year-olds, 4 of which are all males. Yearling, 28, of which 15 are males and 13 females. Calves, 7, of which 3 are males and 4 females. Total herd, 57, 24 males and 33 females. To this, Mr. Jones's original herd must now be added the entire herd formerly owned by Mr. Bedson. Respecting his breeding operations, Mr. Jones writes, My oldest bull buffaloes are now three years old, and I am breeding 100 domestic cows to them this year, and breeding the Galloway cows quite extensively, also some shorthorns, Herefords, and Texas cows. I expect great results from the Galloways. If I can get the black luster of the latter and the fur of a buffalo, I will have a robe that will bring more money than we get for the average range steer. In November 1888, Mr. Jones purchased Mr. Bedson's entire herd, and in the following month proceeded to ship a portion of it to Kansas City. 33 head were separated from the remainder of the herd on the prairie near Stony Mountain, 12 miles from Winnipeg, and driven to the railroad. Several old bulls broke away en route and ran back to the herd, and when the remainder were finally corralled in the pens at the stockyards, they began to fight among themselves, and some fierce encounters were waged between the old bulls. The younger cattle were raised on the horns of their seniors, thrown in the air, and otherwise gored. While on the way to St. Paul, three of the half-breed buffaloes were killed by their companions. On reaching Kansas City and unloading the two cars, thirteen head broke away from the large force of men that attempted to manage them, stampeded through the city, and finally took refuge in the lowlands along the river. In due time, however, all were recaptured. Since the acquisition of this northern herd and the subsequent press comment that it has evoked, Mr. Jones has been almost overwhelmed with letters of inquiry in regard to the whole subject of buffalo reading, and has found it necessary to print and distribute a circular 
giving answers to the many inquiries that have been made. Heard of Mr. Charles Allard, Flathead Indian Reservation, Montana. This herd was visited in the autumn of 1888 by Mr. G. O. Shields of Chicago, who reports that it consists of 35 heads of pure-blood buffaloes, of which seven are calves of 1888, six are yearlings, and six are two-year-olds. Of the adult animals, four cows and two bulls are each 14 years old, and the beards of the bulls almost sweep the ground as they walk. Heard of Honorary W. F. Cody, Buffalo Bill. The celebrated Wild West Show has, ever since its organization, numbered amongst its leading attractions a herd of live buffaloes of all ages. At present, this herd contains 18 head, of which 14 were originally purchased by Mr. H. T. Groom, of Wichita, Kansas, and have made a journey to London and back. As a proof of the indomitable persistence of the bison in breeding under most unfavorable circumstances, the fact that four of the members of this herd are calves which were born in 1888 in London at the American Exposition is of considerable interest. This herd is now, December 1888, being wintered on General Beale's farm, near the city of Washington. In 1886-87, to 87, while the Wild West Show was at Madison Square Garden, New York City, its entire herd of 20 buffaloes was carried off by pleuropneumonia. It is to be greatly feared that sooner or later in the course of its travels, the present herd will also disappear, either through disease or accident. Heard of Mr. Charles Goodnight, Clarendon, Texas. Mr. Goodnight writes that he has been breeding buffaloes in a small way for the past ten years, but without giving any particular attention to it. At present, his herd consists of thirteen head, of which two are three-year-old bulls and four are calves. There are seven cows of all ages, one of which is a half-breed. Heard at the Zoological Society's Gardens, Philadelphia, Arthur E. Brown, Superintendent. This institution is the fortunate possessor of a small herd of ten buffaloes, of which four are males and six females. Two are calves of 1877. In 1886, the gardens sold an adult bull and cow to Honorary W. F. Cody for $300. Herd at Bismarck Grove, Kansas, owned by the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railroad Company. A small herd of buffaloes has for several years past been kept at Bismarck Grove as an attraction to visitors. At present, it contains ten head, one of which is a very large bull, another in a four-year-old bull, six are cows of various ages, and two 
are two-year-olds. In 1885, a large bull belonging to this herd grew so vicious and dangerous that it was necessary to kill him. The following interesting account of this herd was published in the Kansas City Times of December 8, 1888. Thirteen years ago, Colonel Stanton purchased a buffalo bull calf for $8 and two heifers for $25. The descendants of these three buffaloes now found at Bismarck Grove, where all were born, number in all ten. There were seventeen, but the rest have died, with the exception of one, which was given away. They are kept in an enclosure containing about thirty acres immediately adjoining the park, and there may be seen at any time. The site is one well worth a trip, and the slight expense that may attach to it, especially to one who has never seen the American bison in his native state. The present herd includes two fine bull calves dropped last spring, two heifers, five cows, and a bull six years old and as handsome as a picture. The latter have been named Cleveland, after the colonel's favorite presidential candidate. The entire herd is in as fine condition as any beef cattle, though they were never fed anything but hay and are never given any shelter. In fact, they don't take kindly to shelter, and whether a blizzard is blowing, with the mercury twenty degrees below zero, or the sun pouring down his scorching rays, with a thermometer one hundred and ten degrees above, they set their heads resolutely toward storm or sun, and take their medicine as if they liked it. Honorary W. F. Cody, Buffalo Bill, tried to buy the whole herd two years ago to take to Europe with his Wild West show. But they were not for sale at his own figures, and indeed there is no anxiety to dispose of them at any figures. The railroad company has been glad to furnish them pasturage for the sake of adding to the attractions of the park, in which there are also forty-three head of deer, including two as fine bucks as ever trotted over the National Deer Trail toward the Salt Licks in northern Utah. While the bison at Bismarck Grove are splendid specimens of their class, Cleveland is decidedly the pride of the herd, and as grand a creature as ever trod the soil of Kansas on four legs. He is just six years old and is a perfect specimen of the kings of the plains. There is royal blood in his veins, and his coat is finer than the imperial purple. It is not possible to get at him to measure his stature and weight. He must weigh fully three thousand pounds, and it is doubtful if there is today living on the face of the earth a handsomer buffalo bull than he. Cleveland's disposition is not so ugly as old Barney's was, but at certain seasons he is very wild, and there is no one venturesome enough to go into the enclosure. It is then not altogether safe to even look over the high and heavy board fence at him, 
for he is likely to make a run for the visitor, as the numerous holes in the fence where he has knocked off the boards will testify. Heard of Mr. Frederick Dupree, Cheyenne Indian Agency, near Fort Bennett, Dakota. This herd contains at present nine pure-blood buffaloes, five of which are cows and seven mixed bloods. Of the former, there are two adult bulls and four adult cows. Of the mixed-blood animals, six are half-breeds and one a quarter-breed buffalo. Mr. Dupree obtained the nucleus of his herd in 1882, at which time he captured five wild calves about 100 miles west of Fort Bennett. Of these, two died after two months of captivity, and the third was killed by an Indian in 1885. Mr. D. F. Carlin, of the Indian Service at Fort Bennett, has kindly furnished me the following information respecting this herd, under date of November 1, 1888. The animals composing this herd are all in fine condition and are quite tame. They keep by themselves most of the time, except the oldest bull, six years old, who seems to appreciate the company of domestic cattle more than that of his own family. Mr. Dupree has kept one half-breed bull as an experiment. He thinks it will produce a hardy class of cattle. His half-breeds are all black, with one exception, and that is a rowan. But they are all built like the buffalo, and when young they grunt more like a hog than like a calf, the same as a full-blood buffalo. Mr. Dupree has never lost a domestic cow in giving birth to a half-breed calf, as was supposed by many people would be the case. There have been no sales from this herd, although the owner has a standing offer of $650 for a cow and bull. The cows are not for sale at any price. Herd at Lincoln Park, Chicago, Mr. W. P. Walker, Superintendent. This very interesting and handsomely kept herd is composed of seven individuals of the following character. One bull, eight years old. One bull, four years old. Two cows, eight years old. Two cows, two years old in the spring of 1888. And one female calf born in the spring of 1888. Zoological Gardens, Cincinnati, Ohio. This collection contains four bison, an adult bull and cow, and one immature specimen. Dr. V. T. McGillicuddy, Rapid City, Dakota, has a herd of four pure buffaloes and one half-breed. Of the former, the two adults, a bull and cow seven years old, were caught by Sioux Indians near the Black Hills for the owner in the spring of 1882. The Indians drove two milch cows to the range to nourish the calves when caught. These have produced two calves, one of which, a bull, is now three years old, and the other 
is a yearling heifer. Central Park Menagerie, New York, Dr. W. A. Conklin, Director. This much-visited collection contains four bison, an adult bull and cow, a two-year-old calf, and a yearling. Mr. John H. Starin, Glen Inland, near New York City. There are four buffaloes at this summer resort. The U.S. National Museum, Washington, District of Columbia. The collection of the Department of Living Animals at this institution contains two fine young buffaloes, a bull four years old in July 1888, and a cow three years old in May of the same year. These animals were captured in western Nebraska, where they were calves, by H. R. Jacket, of Ogallala, and kept by him on his ranch until 1885. In April 1888, Honorary Eugene G. Blackford, of New York, purchased them of Mr. Frederick D. Noel, of North Platte, Nebraska, for $100 for the pair, and presented them to the National Museum in the hope that they might form the nucleus of a herd to be owned and exhibited by the United States government in or near the city of Washington. The two animals were received in Ogallala by Mr. Joseph Palmer of the National Museum, and by him they were brought on to Washington in May in fine condition. Since their arrival, they have been exhibited to the public in a temporary enclosure on the Smithsonian grounds, and have attracted much attention. Mr. B. C. Winston of Hamline, Minnesota, owns a pair of buffaloes, one of which, a young bull, was caught by him in western Dakota in the spring of 1886, soon after its birth. The cow was purchased at Rosu, Dakota Territory, a year later for $225. Mr. I. P. Butler of Colorado, Texas, is the owner of a young bull buffalo and a half-breed calf. Mr. Jesse Hudson of Miles City, Montana, owns a fine five-year-old bull buffalo. Mr. L. F. Gardner of Bellwood, Oregon, is the owner of a large adult bull. The Riverside Ranch Company, south of Manton, Dakota, owns a pair of full-blood buffaloes. In Dakota, in the hands of parties unknown, there are four full-blood buffaloes. Mr. James R. Hitch, of Optima, Indian Territory, has a pair of young buffaloes, which he has offered for sale for $750. Mr. Joseph A. Hudson, of Estelle, Nebraska, owns a three-year-old bull buffalo, which is for sale. In other countries, there are live specimens of Bison Americanus, reported as follows. Two at Belleville Gardens, Manchester, England. One at the Zoological Gardens, London. One at Liverpool, England. Purchased by Honorary W. F. Cody 
in 1888. Two at the Zoological Gardens, Dresden. One at the Zoological Gardens, Calcutta. Statistics of Full-Blood Buffaloes in Captivity, January 1, 1889. Number kept for breeding purposes, 216. Number kept for exhibition, 40. Total pure-blood buffaloes in captivity, 256. Wild buffaloes under government protection in the Yellowstone Park, 200. Number of mixed-breed buffalo domestics, 40. There are, without a doubt, a few half-breeds in Manitoba of which I have no accounts. It is probable there are also a very few more captive buffaloes scattered singly here and there, which will be heard of later, but the total will be a very small number, I am sure. End of section 14